0: The Fall Guy. Only in theatres May 3rd. Rated PG-13. What's going on, people? Welcome to the Post Game Number Crunch. As usual, I'm your host, Jake Painting, creator of the House and Growl's Timberwolves newsletter... And this podcast is proudly brought to you by Canis Hoopus and SB Nation. If you'd like to subscribe to House and Growls, follow the link in the show notes or head to howsandgrowls.substack.com to grab a free trial or a $3 per month subscription. I know I am like a door-to-door salesman just kind of pestering you guys with the House and Growls stuff, but I'm having a lot of fun over there after games, especially games like this one. And I think my writing is currently the best it's ever been. So please consider jumping over and having a look. But really, this team can make writing about them incredibly easy. I mean, they can make writing about them incredibly hard as well. But on nights like this, it does really feel like a walk in the park. Of course, we are talking about the Timberwolves at 119-114 win over the Golden State Warriors. Another overtime game, another thriller. But this time, Minnesota sneaked off with the win after trailing by as many as 14 points in the fourth quarter. What a weird and wonderful night. Big game full of big moments. Big moments from Nas Reed. We got big moments from D'Angelo Russell, which was a really nice way to bounce back after a poor game last time out against the Sacramento Kings. And we were even able to get a win on a night where it felt like Anthony Edwards had to kind of trudge through the sludge for most of the night. But I think this win was impressive mainly because it gave us a glimpse into the kind of wins Minnesota can get if they just avoid doing one of the very few things they do wrong pretty much every single night. So with that in mind, this episode's number is 9.7, as in the 9.7 turnover percentage the Timberwolves had in this game meaning the Wolves turn the ball over on only 9.7% of their offensive possessions. Let's take a quick break and talk about that number on the other side of it. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time, the Roast of Tom Brady, a Netflix live event happening May 5th So, like I said before the break, the Timberwolves turned the ball over on 9.7% of their possessions in this game. That number ranks in the 87th percentile for all games by all teams this season. So it's a really good number. And most of all, it's a really surprising number because Minnesota turned the ball over a lot. On the season as a whole, the Wolves have turned it over on 15.5% of their possessions. Which is the third worst turnover percentage in the league? It's only behind Golden State, who they played tonight, obviously, and the Houston Rockets, who are really bad, even though they did beat the Wolves uh, this season. But the Rockets turned over a ton, so it's a, it's a pretty bottom of the barrel list. I mean, Golden State play a really fast-paced, breakneck kind of style, so they turn the ball over a lot. Minnesota don't play with that same sort of breakneck style. And them turning the ball over is more in the Houston Rockets category of just sloppiness and laziness. So we're talking about, from this game to their season average, a 4.8% difference, which really doesn't seem like a lot. 4.8% doesn't seem like a huge number, but it's more than the difference between the 28th-placed Wolves and the 1st-placed Toronto Raptors. And as I said at the beginning of this episode, it kind of gives us at least... One game's worth of proof that the Timberwolves can win games against really good Western Conference teams. I mean, against the reigning champions, who are playing really well right now, if they're just able to avoid one of these season-long foibles. Because if you look at the numbers in this game, the other foibles were still there. They still only had a 105.3 offensive rating, which is way worse than their season number of 113.5 which still ranks really poorly overall at 21st in the league and their free throw rate was still really low the the rate that they got to the free throw line was still really low that's been the case all season and Golden State's free throw rate in this game was really really high and that's been the case all season Minnesota's inability to play defense without fouling has been a consistent problem all season long And on top of all of that, they still didn't get in transition very often or finish the transition opportunities that they did get, while simultaneously they allowed Golden State to get out on the break a lot and finish on the break a lot. That's been a problem all season as well. I mean, you can even point to free throw accuracy. They ranked 23rd in the league in that category at 76.8%, but they only shot 54.2% from the line in this game which is the second game in a row now where they've left a ton of points at the free throw line. It really came back to bite them in the ass in that Sacramento game. They got away with it this game, but it, that's a consistent problem as well and a problem that reared its ugly head in this game. It's pretty much like those are pretty much the rundown of Minnesota's problems this season. They fail too much. They don't play well in transition on either end. They don't knock down their free throws and they turn the ball over too much. So, you take one of those things away, in this case it's the turnovers, and this is what you get, a win. If you tack on another 4 or 5 or 6 turnovers onto the 11 they had in this game, do they win? Do they even get the game to overtime? Do they even avoid the doors being blown off the game when Golden State were percolating in that second and third quarters? I'm not sure the answer to any of those questions is yes. The Wolves have been... Great lately. I mean, they've been really, really great. Obviously, this isn't a groundbreaking stat, but nobody has more wins than the 12 wins that Minnesota have since the calendar flipped into 2023. And in that time, the 17 games that they've played, 12 and 5, their net rating is 7th in the NBA, which is awesome. It's the kind of stuff that gets you home court advantage if you're able to maintain it for a full season. So, Yeah, they've been really, really good. But I think this game shows how close they are to being really, really great. If every night they could clean up one or two of these bugaboos, then they can beat anybody and they can do it even if they're not putting together an absolute world-beater performance. I mean, I don't think anybody would say this was the best overall game that Minnesota played all season. They were bad for long stretches and they were bad because those bugaboos that they've had this season were still there. They still shot poorly from their free throw line. They still committed too many fouls. They still didn't score in transition or stop teams scoring in transition. But they won because they were able to cut down the turnovers. Obviously, it's not the only reason they won. They won for a lot of different reasons, and a lot of different individual players helped that win. But they didn't have this large spate of problems that were weighing them down the same problems that weigh them down every night it was more that they had still a big portion of problems but they were able to cut one of them and make one of them into a strength 11 turnovers is really good 9.7 percent turnover percentage is really really good so if you need some encouragement if you, if you still need some encouragement after the wins that they've been stacking lately then that should be it That the Timberwolves can win games even when they don't play well, as long as all of those four or five problems don't rear their ugly head at the same time. But, of course, in the most wolvesy way ever, they will need to do this, win and cut down on the turnovers and, and kind of cut down on some of the problems they have against the danger teams for them, and weirdly enough... Those danger teams are the ones like the Orlando Magic, who they have in the next game. If they can beat the Magic, which you'd think they should beat the Magic, but I think we all know that they it's not a guarantee that they beat the Magic, they will be three games above 500 and really starting to separate themselves ever so slightly away from that playing pack. I'll be here to discuss that game. I hope you will be too.